The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Will today be the day that the New York Giants hire a new defensive coordinator to replace Wink Martindale? Ed Valentine of Big Blue View here with your Friday edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. Please like, share, and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts across the Big Blue View Radio Network. Giants General Manager Joe Shane promised earlier in the week that he wanted to try to have the Giants search for defensive coordinator resolved by today, by Friday. As of my recording of this show, the Giants have not announced a hiring of a defensive coordinator, but that could come at any time today if it does indeed come today at all. Just uh, I wanted to uh, to offer a couple of quick thoughts on the remaining candidates and on an impression that I've been hearing both in the Big Blue View mailbag and uh, in some of the comments at Big Blue View and online. And that impression is that Joe Shane screwed up this search for a defensive coordinator. And I'm not going to buy that at all. Just because Denard Wilson, who had been defensive backs coach of the Baltimore Ravens and was the only candidate to interview twice for the job with Brian Dable. Just because Denard Wilson chose the Tennessee Titans doesn't mean that the Giants screwed this search up. Denard Wilson had options. Denard Wilson had interviews in Tennessee. He had interest from the Green Bay Packers. He had interest from the uh, from the Rams, I believe there were several teams that were interested in Wilson as a potential defensive coordinator. There was also some speculation that he might get the job in Baltimore, which obviously didn't happen after Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald took the uh, the head coaching job in Seattle. We don't know if the Giants had Denard Wilson at the top of their list. We can only speculate. We can only assume, you know, from what we see, from how a search is conducted. In the media, we put Denard Wilson at the top of that candidate list because he was the only guy who interviewed twice. Does that mean that the Giants wanted to give him the job? We can't be 100% certain of that. We can certainly 
draw a conclusion from the fact that no other candidate had interviewed twice and that the Giants did seem to wait for a Wilson decision before, you know, before making another move. But does that mean that the Giants screwed this up? Does that mean that Joe Shane was asleep at the wheel? No, it doesn't. First of all, while Joe Shane is involved in these decisions for assistant coaches, while he has input, while he and Brian Dayball do work in tandem, the coaching staff is Brian Dayball's ultimate decision. The guys who work with Brian Dayball every day, those are coaching, those are the head coach's decisions to make. So it's not Joe Shane's decision. Because Joe Shane was in Mobile, Alabama doing his job, watching prospects at the Senior Bowl, that doesn't mean that he was asleep at the switch and, and messed up this search for a defensive coordinator. What simply happened here was that Denard Wilson chose a different job. He chose to go someplace where he felt more comfortable, where he had a connection with the general manager in Tennessee who was Rand Carthon. Those guys had worked together previously. And that happens a lot in the NFL where guys go with people they know. They go with people who make them comfortable with situations that make them comfortable. Denard Wilson had no connection to the Giants and chose to go somewhere else. That's all that happened here. The fact that uh, that the Giants weren't able to hire Bobby Babbage from the, the Buffalo Bills, that's not an indication of something wrong with the Giants. That's an indication that Bobby Babbage, linebackers coach in Buffalo, was a really strong candidate because what happened when the Giants' interest came along is that the Bills didn't want Bobby Babbage to leave. So they promoted Babbage from linebackers coach to defensive coordinator. That is an indication that they felt he was a strong candidate for the Giants job and they didn't want him to leave. So we'll see what happens. This could come down. This could end up being Jerome Henderson, the Giants defensive backs coach. And and I would be okay with that. Jerome Henderson's been very good at his job for a very long time, never had an opportunity to be a defensive coordinator. And I've felt for a while that that Henderson, who I believe is 54, deserves an opportunity to, uh, to be a coordinator. Now, how good would he be? I don't know. I think he would do a good job. I think Denard Wilson will do a good job in Tennessee. We'll see how it all plays out. But... I just wanted to say that that really this impression that the Giants have messed this up or that whatever people think of Brian Dayball and his volatility that nobody wants to work with Dayball, I think that's nonsense. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else. 
and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Let's, uh, let's do something else here. Let's Something that I've been doing on Fridays is that I have been doing some mailbag questions. The Big Blue View mailbag has been uh, has been full of of questions, full of emails, you know, about your New York Giants to the point that I haven't been able to get to nearly all of them in our Saturday mailbag. So what I've been trying to do here on Fridays is is go through some questions, use the Friday podcast to uh, to answer some of the mailbag to uh, to kind of get through some of the backlog. So let's do some of that today as well. Let's answer a few questions that I wasn't able to get to in the Saturday edition in the upcoming Saturday edition of the mailbag. And also please, you know, keep those questions coming. Send them to uh, bigblueview@gmail.com. And I will get to uh, to as many as I possibly can, either here on the podcast or in the Saturday uh, print edition of the mailbag. All right, let's get to a couple of questions quickly here. And I'm, I'm going to sort of paraphrase these questions a little bit uh, just for the sake of, of brevity. Casey Hamlin asks, what are the chances I see the Giants trading back from number six in the draft? Casey's looking at the possibility of trading down, getting extra picks, and maybe getting into the middle of round one for a guard. And listen, Casey, I always, always support the idea of trading down. I I love the idea of adding picks, getting more swings in the draft. The draft is an inexact science. Never know you know, which guys are going to hit, which guys are going to miss. Just because you get an extremely high pick in the draft doesn't mean that you're going to get, um, you know, a home run pick. But in this case, I'm not sure that I that I would go with, with the trade down for a guard philosophy. I go back to Dave Gettleman's trade down from 11 to 20 a few years ago and, and what what that cost the Giants. They obviously made a mistake in drafting Kadarius Tony, and had they done something else with that particular pick, maybe the feeling would be different. But when you look at what happened there, the Giants at 11 would have had an opportunity to draft Micah Parsons. Great linebacker from the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe the best defensive player in the NFL at this point. They would have had an opportunity had they wanted to draft an offensive lineman to draft Rashawn Slater, who's a terrific offensive tackle, could have slid over to right tackle for the Giants and and given them a bookend with Andrew Thomas. So they could have done that. Instead, they traded down. So what I'm looking at is those are two tremendous impact players who the Giants passed on to make that move down. And 
And that's what you have to weigh. You have to weigh the opportunity cost. What are you leaving on the table? Are you comfortable with what you're leaving on the table? How far down are you moving? Are you moving from a class of impact players to a different caliber of players on your board when you when you accept a trade down? So you have to weigh all of those things. I wouldn't mind the Giants if, if, for example, they like Romo Duns, the wide receiver from Washington, as much or more than Malik Neighbors. The common opinion at this point is you can you can probably get O'Dunn's at 8, 9, 10. If, if the Giants think they can get O'Dunn's, move down from, say, 6 to 8 or 9, get O'Dunn's, and, and add a couple of picks, terrific. Do that. That would be fine if they like O'Dunn's more than they like neighbors. I can't, I can't endorse the idea of trading down to get a guard. First of all, I'm not sure there are any guards in this draft class who are deserving of middle of the first round picks. And second of all, the Giants, one of the big needs for the New York Giants is star players, game-changing players. And if you can get a game-changing player at six, like Micah Parsons would have been a game-changing player you know, for the Giants had they drafted him at 11 you know, a couple of years back. If you can get a game-changing player, if you think Malik Neighbors is Jamar Chase, if you think Romo Duns is Justin Jefferson or has a chance to be something like that, then I have a hard time passing on that because that is something that the Giants have been missing since Odell Beckham was at his best early in his career. That is something that could help transform the Giants' offense. And I have a hard time passing on that. So I generally endorse the idea of, of trading down, but you have to be very, very careful. And I, I think the idea of trading down for a guard is, is probably not the best use of resources. I think you can probably get a guard on day two, or you can get offensive line help on day two, or you can get a cornerback or whatever you want on day two. There's the giants do have two second round picks that they could they could use to move around with or that they could they could actually use to to draft players whatever they choose to do but the scenario that you present Casey is not really one that uh that I can that I can agree with generally I like the idea of trading down but not for the uh, the type of of package that uh, that you propose here all right Dominic Zarella wants to address the Giants' quarterback situation. We know that the Giants need to add to the quarterback room with Tyrod Taylor as a free agent, with Daniel Jones' status being up in the air because of his rehab from the torn ACL. Dominic wants to know if I think that the Giants should trade a second or third round pick for Hendon Hooker, the the backup quarterback with the Detroit Lions, guy who was a star player at Tennessee before suffering a knee injury, went in the middle rounds of the draft, didn't play a down in 2023 as he continued to rehab that that knee injury. And Hendon Hooker's interesting, but I do also think that 
just like we saw with Jalen Hyatt, who came out of that Tennessee program, there's an adjustment from the from that wide open spread Tennessee offense to the NFL. I don't know how far along Hendon Hooker is in that adjustment. What I would say is the idea of trading for Hooker is kind of intriguing. I don't know if you want to, if you want to look at Hooker as a as a future franchise quarterback. It's intriguing to me, but not for the price of a day two pick. If if the Lions were willing to to move Hendon Hooker for a for a fifth round pick, sure. But I'm not giving up a day two pick at this point for uh, for Hendon Hooker. Not you know, he hasn't played it down in the NFL. Don't really know where his adjustment is at this point. So it's an intriguing idea, but I think the price that you're willing to pay, Dominic, I think that price is a little bit too high. All right, let's uh, let's take one more question. Jesse Sorrell. Uh, wants to know uh, a, a little bit more about the uh, about the Giants' quarterback situation as well. Jesse says that that Daniel Jones probably won't be able to play in the first quarter of the season due to his ACL tear. The Giants will likely add a rookie quarterback in the draft. They're going to need a veteran quarterback to run the offense until Jones is healthy. Why can't that be Tyrod Taylor? Well, first of all, Jesse, let's. Let's talk a little bit about Daniel Jones and his rehab from the knee injury. Joe Shane was on Sirius XM radio during the week, and he said that where Daniel Jones is in his rehab right now, the Giants are anticipating that Daniel Jones will be ready in training camp, that he will be on the field in training camp. Now, there's no guarantee that that will happen. You know, there can always be setbacks, but the Giants are anticipating that Jones will be on the field in training camp, which means they are anticipating that he will be ready to play week one of the 2024 season. Now, does that mean that, that they shouldn't go out and get a, another veteran backup quarterback? Absolutely not. In terms of Tyrod Taylor, Shane, at his season-ending press conference, did not close the door on Taylor, but I think that what you have here is some financial reality. You have a lot of money tied up in Daniel Jones. $69 million on the cap this year if they were to cut him. $47 million on the cap, I believe, if he's with the team in 2024, which we all anticipate he will be, which Joe Shane has been clear, Jones will be. So it's $47 million for Daniel Jones. If you draft a quarterback in the first couple of rounds, although it's a rookie contract, considering the money that you've got tied up in Jones, that's another significant financial commitment at the quarterback position. The reality of it is, in a salary cap league, it's very, very difficult to build the rest of the roster if you're paying you know, a large chunk of money to three, three quarterbacks. So what, what I would anticipate the Giants doing here, if they're going to draft a quarterback, 
in the in the first round, in the second round, in the third round, if that is their expectation heading into the draft, then I think that that you will see them add a a less expensive veteran quarterback if they go out and sign a more expensive veteran quarterback, a bigger name, a guy that's had a lot of starting experience in the NFL. I think that might be a tell that the Giants are likely to pass on quarterback in the draft. It could be interesting. It will be an interesting free agency. It's going to be interesting to see how the Giants approach the uh, the quarterback situation. But I do think how they approach free agency and how much they're willing to spend on a quarterback in free agency is going to be an indication of what their draft plans will be. All right, Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.